0: This uh, previous manager um, said that he saw uh, Sam Dalby
1: more as a midfielder. Have you got an opinion about that? <laughs> you want my view on Sam? Yeah. yeah, okay. I don't like to have conflict of uh, opinions, but I see him as a, um, a striker. Um, I think uh, a number. 10, play off a big man, although he's big in size, he's, he's, he's got very good feet. I think as he gets older, he would probably be able to deal with the physicality of uh, senior football. But, um, you know, I see him as a striker when we see him in training and uh, finishing sessions. He's got a mature head, so as I say, I think striker for me and, and one that's got a bright future amongst others in that youth setup.
0: Yeah. I can't
1: you're all so quiet. Justin, I appreciate this happened before you join the club, but I was probably like a lot of Rome fans really disappointed to see Alzett and, and Abraham's go. Not so much go, but go into academies. I, 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 my view is these academies are not helping players and they're better off going out on loan, but my view doesn't matter, yours does, something you see in yours. Uh, I, I think it's difficult. I think if a player has become a regular in the first team at a young age and then he leaves and goes into a 23s environment, I think it stores his progression and I think it will set him back. I really do. I think if there's under 23 Championship Premiership clubs come knocking on the door here for some of the youth team players, I see, as, I see that as progression because I think they're going to go and work uh, in better environments that's no you know it's not putting anything down on that my coaches or our staff here but you know they're going to have facilities Um, more more hours put into them because of the the amount of staff members they have there but i would be uh, i wouldn't advise anyone to be leaving the first team here if they were playing regularly and go and join a championship premiership club and go into the 23s because i i just think it will it will stop their development and, and it can affect them long term. Um, you know, going forward. If I seen the guy out and I, I would agree. that, that To me, I can think you <coughs> I think definitely lose both for, and They're now stuck in these under twenty-three
0: development squads. I appreciate everything you just said, and they're not playing for three points. And I've always grown up thinking that, that that's when it
1: becomes important. For, absolutely. That, that's when it becomes it, but they have to learn that it's I mean I don't want to go on to it too long about academies and and for me, I think we're losing sight of of what it's about and, and people go oh it can't all be about winning, but it does you when you at ten to five on a Saturday, you want to win that's what you come to you come to support your team I know that but you want to see your team win, don't you? And that's what these boys have got to learn. They're not learning enough about what it takes to win a football match. For me. But we could discuss that one night.
0: Right over in the far corner. Oh, can you show yourself? <laughs> oh, I like to see who I'm talking to. <laughs> um,
1: it's fairly obvious, I think fairly obvious to everyone, that you made an immediate impact on what the team were doing, the levels of running that were in there. I just want you to talk a bit about um, your style of coaching. Are you out there on the training field? How does it work with uh, Ross Embleton and the, the rest of the teams? These are uh, a coaching team that you've inherited, in a sense, not your your picks, if you like. Just talk a bit about how you achieve that noticeable uh, changing the attitude, I guess. Um, I am a hands-on manager. I like to be out on the training ground every day. That, that's whoever's training, um, whatever day it is. I will be always active out on the training ground. I think um, for me, I'll, I'll come more alive on a and, and really take control of the sessions on a Thursday and Friday. Um, I think early part of the week, I'm out there. I'm, I'm Obs- observing more than, than mm. taking the sessions on a Monday and Tuesday, um, you know, I allow Ross to have, have his say, he's a very good coach, I've been delighted with his um, work, um, I've known about Ross, I've come up against him from, from his Swindon days, excellent coach and um, fully supportive for myself and this football club going forward so you know, he's played a part in that. Um, I didn't feel Um, there was a direction for the team and I I really don't like talking about previous regimes because it's quite easy for me to come in and say they weren't fit enough, there was no discipline, they didn't know what way they were playing. I just felt we were a little in in between and I I can understand that from Steve's perspective because he was searching, he was trying to find an answer to get a result and and for whatever reason he couldn't quite find that. So for me, I felt these players needed a clear guidance and indication of, of a way to play and, and take the decision out of their hands and, and, and make it very basic. I think as we move forward, and I feel that we're, we're moving forward, but I think when we really do get in a position, then we can start to have a more uh, freer, freer, Style of play with with a with a clear goal and a clear guidance, but maybe allow them players to have a little bit more of a um, a decision in the way they play. But I think I thought I, I increased the intensity of training. How I see it, I've looked to put a little bit more steel and, and, and a real um, system that we all understand and and, and play, and I think we have the players to play that system. I think as a manager, something I've learned over the duration of being a manager is you can't have a system that you like or you want to play if you haven't got the players to play that. I know that makes sense, but sometimes as a manager, if you feel you want to perhaps get to the next level or take your team forward, you need to play a style or a brand or a system, but that can't be, Achieved if you haven't got the players to do that. So I I think we've stripped it, uh, intensified it, um, made it clear, and and found that habit of a good habit of not getting beat and and winning football matches. Um, But I think I've answered most of that, have I? I hope. (coughs) I'm not avoiding anything. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Before
0: you, um, so you came. did you have any preconceptions or ideas of what you thought of the thought club, what you're coming into? And since you've been here, has your any preconceptions or ideas you had previously changed for the worse or for the
1: better? Um, for better, I think I was taken aback. Um, firstly, of the incredible support at home here, still. Um to be getting crowds of five thousand after you know what previously and for for the you know, fifteen, sixteen games prior to me coming here. Um I think the away support is, is quite incredible and um is it, something that I know that lifts me and the players. Um coming in I knew that it was a tough task. I knew that um the club had obviously you know, dropped out of the football league. Um, I think it's a huge shock to everyone and I'm sure that people are still numb about it and and in denial. But it is where we are. I think for me this is the biggest club that I've managed with the realistic chance of gaining promotion. I, I've been at Gillingham, I've been at Northampton, I think Orient probably would think they're bigger than Northampton. I think on par with Gillingham maybe Newport but where them clubs were I think it was always you want to overachieve but it would have been unrealistic to get promoted with those clubs whereas here it is realism it's real we should be at that top end of this league and and looking to to gain our place back in the football league so everything that I thought it would be a more and I'm really excited about uh, the the opportunity and what I can achieve here uh, over the next three to five, six, seven years, wherever it may take us. Justin, can you tell us a little bit about um, how it works with the identification of players to bring in between you and Martin, and what influence you have on that? How much that's his business entirely? Yeah. Um, it's quite simple i think we have um we have match day scouts who go and look at our next opposition and we have a scout out identifying targets positions that we feel that we we look for and and up and coming potential players that may have slipped through the net that can be the next player that you know can go on to bigger and better things Um, um but we will look at the squad, I sort of assessed it, it with Martin and uh, Ross um, um, when I come into the club. I identified which I felt were the areas that needed addressing, conversations with Martin about that, we agreed. Yeah. Um, and then you know, we, we, we band about, about some names and some targets and it's discussions, it's healthy, it's, um, it's a help. Is it still there?
0: Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, you
1: want yeah, we have clear discussions, um, debates, not always agree, um, which I think is healthy. You know, we get to the decision, and, and you know, then Martin goes about his work where he will contact club, player, agent takes that away from me, gives me more time on the important things of dealing with the players that I have at this football club, making them better, making us better as a team. It's it's no real different really from any other club I've been at. I just think Martin's a very good ally for me. He's, he's He takes away a lot of stuff that managers don't like doing. Um, but in terms of targets, it's, it's another opinion. We clear it and, and, and then we... You know, everyone that's come in here on loan, it's been a a joint agreement of of who we want. Um, And I I don't envisage any problems going forward. But I think that there's always, I think it's healthy for me to explain and and reason why I want to bring this player in and and, and give evidence and and, and give back into why you want. Because you don't want to just keep saying, I want, I want, I want and you keep bringing them in and oh that didn't, one didn't work out that, don't get them all right but you know as a manager your track record you want to you want to be getting a lot of your loans and permanent signings right that's, that's what makes you successful is your players that you, your recruitment of the players that you bring to the club um, and I think if you've you know you've got someone that you're explaining why and why you think they're going to be an asset to this football club and you're speaking to a football man and I, I think that's that's healthy. Justin, um, s- the improvement in performance since you've come has been pretty good, but there still seems to be a tendency in first halves to be a bit lacklustre, and then you have to give them a kick up the backside at half time, and then it improves, why? Wow. I'm still trying to work that out, uh, it's not the lack of preparation, it's not the fitness, It's something that we're, we're discussing. You know, more evident straight away on Saturday from the kickoff. We, we placed a pass straight to them, and it, it has to be a mentality. It's, it's a mindset. We, you know, we're, we're, we're working on that. We're, we're looking at things. We're trying different things. But yeah, no, you're, you're right. Last three, I'd say three or four games, we've we've been pinned in. You know, I can think here against Stagdon on Boxing Day. Um, I think Boron Wood. you know, we've been slow starters and that's not a good trait. It's not something that we're about. Um, but yeah, no, it's something that we're looking at, but I can't identify that right now, what that is. Um, sometimes is it the opposition of raising, raising their game against us, that it's Orion. It's There's no doubt this would be everyone's biggest game of the season to come here and get a result. You've seen how teams celebrate, and I'm not taking nothing away from Teeth because, you know, it is their biggest game, but if you look at Bore and Wood, they came here, they got nil-nil, every member of their staff, and non-planned staff, went over to their fans and celebrated. Now, I, I understand that, that's achievement, they've come and drawn a late in Orient. but, you know, people are tending to maybe raise their games against us, but that's something, a mentality that we've got to work upon and, and, and get to grips with is that We've got to embrace that. We've got to deal with that. Um, uh, it may take a little bit longer than I expected, but we will get there. I might have to get them up earlier or something. There's, there's certain things we're looking at at the times they eat. Um, you know, what we're doing maybe on a Friday is it too much? Is it too little? Yeah, there's, there's a lot of things that we're, we're looking into to try, and, to try and work that out. Tell then it's the
0: second half. <laughs> I'd say I want to coach and drive
1: uh, yeah that yeah. this see, something that we, we've got to address and we've got to get right
0: oh. Hi Justin Good evening. Nice to see you. Um, thank you. I was wanting to ask a question about the pitch um, after the game against
1: boring and wood, I was involved in a discussion about the state of our pitch you know for many many years or it's had a Reputation for having a sort of plush playing
0: surface against Wood I
1: think a lot of us felt the pitch looked like it hadn't been cared for, and um, some people were suggesting it hadn't been rolled and maybe it was down to the tactics that our team want to play. So, I wanted to ask you what you think of the pitch at the moment. I'll, I'll address that first. If anyone thinks that I had anything to do with that or would want my pitch to look like that, then they're. Uh, then they're not very well. Um, (laughs) No, I I think, I think it stems back to the the summer, um, from what I'm doing the research, is that there wasn't a lot of money put into the pitch and there wasn't a lot of time to turn it around. (coughs) Obviously we all know the circumstances and, and no one knew if there was even gonna be a team plan on that pitch. So the normal amount of care and love and attention at a crucial time, it didn't get that, and I think we're paying the price for that now. Um, I know the club, we've, I've, I've spoke with chairman and the owner and, and Martin, um, Danny Macklin, you know, it, it's a serious conversation because it reflects Slayton Orient. You know, we are, if we're saying we're the biggest club, well, we should be having one of the best pitches. We are, we, and that's not, I'm not disrespecting the groundsman, we know the reasons. There wasn't enough maintenance and 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 um, finance putting into it in the summer. But you know we're we're working hard. He's working hard now to address that. It's not we're not going to turn that around between now and end of the season. We've got to make it. How can we make it playable and better? And then obviously we we the investment in the summer will make it back to where we all believe it should be and and what we used to. And that was a very good pitch. So. I'm disappointed, I, my players don't want to be playing on that, it, it's, 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 it's a drain, it's psychological a drain. If you're coming here to play every other week, psychologically that drains you, you know, you've know, you got to watch that ball right down to your foot to play your next part. We're the home team, we need to be taking initiative, We're, we've got to show the incentive to go and win these football matches. You know, That's difficult to do on that pitch, so you know, it's not something that we want to be doing. Um, We've just got to make the most of it between now and the end of the season. And then no no doubt that that would be put right uh, for next season. Thank you. Did you run? (laughs) Justin, another one for you. Um, You've managed a number of clubs. Your first one was Yeah. How did you get on with the board of directors at that club? And subsequent clubs and here Um Biliriki was was a good one to start. Um, there was a lot of members on the board, um, so it, it introduced me to um, ex- you know getting to have discussions and, and, and learn about management in terms of managing upwards rather than managing down or, or, or to the players. I come across some real Big characters as I moved along. Um, I, went, I managed I for a little while. Mickey Woodward, I don't know if you've heard of him. He was a, he was a chairman then. He was a He was a difficult customer to deal with. Um, he didn't wait to get to the ballroom. He would be waiting for me as I got off the pitch. <laughs> so that was interesting. Um, but yeah, there's, been, it's been, there's been different kinds of balls. There's been one, one, uh, one man chairman. There's been board of directors. Here, um, I've met uh, both Travis and Nigel. um, No, that's not Ken and, sorry, (laughs) Ken and Nigel. um, On separate occasions, we've not all been together at the same time around the table, um, but I've been impressed. Um, I I think they're hugely ambitious, but (coughs) with realism. Uh, and that's the positive for me, is that you know, they're they know that they are going to give me the best opportunity to be successful here, and it's a realistic one. Um, but they're fully aware that in this league there's only one automatic promotion. And things do go wrong sometimes during a season. Injuries, key decisions, um, but I think they're ambitious but realistic and and that excites me uh, no end and uh, the board and everyone very supportive good knowledge i think it's a good mix good blend um <coughs> and i think the future is bright for for us going forward okay. hey Justin, I'm up here.
0: in all the teams that you've managed who's the best player you think you've managed over the last 10 years okay. David
1: um, <laughs> Mooney. Mean, I didn't manage him, unfortunately. Um, probably a boy that I manage at Russian and Diamonds called Lee Tomlin. Um, he's at Cardiff now. Um, very good player. He played in the Premiership for Bournemouth, not not over a consistent time. Um, but a talent. Very, very good player. Um, yeah, we, we got to the playoffs um, that year with Rushton, I and mean, I think he scored something like 18, 19 games and uh, a goal sorry, very, very big talent and um, he, he'd probably be the, the best that I've managed um, as a prospect and going on and, and helping him go on to achieve um, a very good career in, in the game and you know played Premiership and championship football, so yeah he would be, be the the one. But hopefully there'll be one or two here that I can go on to say that they replace him because there is a few talented players here that possibly go on and achieve that. Justin. um, Three players that you've signed so far
0: have all been lone players. You say you're looking to sign another one or two.
1: Will they also be lone players rather than permanent? And if so, why? No, possibly Um, they will be permanent Um, I think that I have to be mindful that a lot of the players going forward for next year are all contracted so I need to really um, assess this the whole squad over a a longer period of time and so if I what I don't want to do is stifle it and clog it up with permanent signings so I, I i'm conscious that if the right one comes along and i think he's going to be um make us better permanently then i would do that i think i'm mindful of making sure that they're the they're the right players um but on on the other side i still am assessing the squad going forward and and um you know if i'm bringing permanently i've got to make sure they really are the right player but that possibly one could come permanently, I, I, I think,
0: hopefully. Um, over the Christmas period, I felt the squad was a bit bit thin. I know we lost a lot of center of so like the Dagenham game on New Year's Day, I thought the players' team looked a bit tired from that one now. What would be your ideal size squad? Do you reckon we're
1: a bit thin? Thin in terms of people that I feel would, are able and capable of affecting the games now. Yeah, I did. I do. Um, ideally, I'd like two for each t- team, uh, place, so 22. But not 22 competitive, not someone who's a someone up and coming or is one for the future. One that's here and now. So then, I think 22 first team players, and then you know, possibly a few young fringe players that you could just drop in and drop out, and it's not too, not solely reliant on them to come in and play 15, 20 games. Um, but yeah, 20, 22 main players with you know a, a group in and around that. And will you get that team this Yeah, I believe I will, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this, there, there will be people that have to leave the club. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's football. That that will be an opinion of myself that I don't feel certain players are my type of player, don't fit into the system, into the way I want to play. I don't feel good enough. That that will happen. There, there certainly will be players that leave. And you've been given promises that you will be able to bring in like. Yes. Yeah hi justin i'm sat down over
0: here now um it was just a quickie, really to say um why orient you know i mean did we come knocking on your door did you come knocking on our door um you obviously heard about all our shenanigans in the last few years and because it was just out there in the football world um but we're glad to have you and um just wanted to know why did you choose us
1: I think, <coughs> firstly and foremost, it's Leyton Orient, and for me, it's, it's a football club that I've known for many, many years. Um, fully aware of, you know, what's gone on previously, but fully aware of what's gone on before that. Um, so I, I was around when I see the picture behind him and then, you know, I know when Orient planned. Arsenal in 1977 semi-final of the FA Cup, so you know, I know the size of the football club. Um, I know that there's a realistic opportunity here for, for me to, and this football club to be successful. That, that's the big pull for me, is that it's realistic and it's achievable, and I feel well, I, I can achieve that here. So once I sat down and spoke, um, it didn't take very long and, and everything, I thought the club, as I said earlier, it's all of it and more. So um, excited, can't, you know, look forward to it. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, this has suffered, the club has suffered, you you guys have suffered. Um, you know, that my job now is to, to erase that and, and, and bring some memories back and have some, you know, posters on the wall of, 2018, 19. You know, well, what you've to shown celebrate a season. Safe, so good
0: luck,
1: Thank you very much, you. Justin. Welcome. Oh, there you are. <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying that I was going to call that bloke. He's fallen asleep on me, and I was. Well, uh, I'll, I'll wake him up. I've, I've got to see him. I know out. I'm boring, but no. can't, I can't have him falling asleep. It's yeah. a fine, you know, you have to put some money in the kitty for that. <laughs> it's been a long day. Yeah, I see you dropping off.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've spoken publicly about Joby, who has been through an
1: awful lot of this club previously, and I think it says an awful lot about him as a man that he's come back. And I think... That he's personally, that his, you know, his contribution this season has been immense, and you've you've actually alluded to that in your post-match
0: interviews. Would you look to extend his contract
1: beyond this season? Because I gather that he's only got a contract to the end. If I speak about Jodie, absolutely, uh, first-class man. I, I, you know, I touched a little bit on it what happened previously and I think he was treated appallingly and and I think that would tell everyone about this football club that it's drawn him back after Harry's treated but that's the size of this football club this is what that football club is all about 100% we're already in negotiations with him to, to keep him here for next season for me he's been our best player yeah. age isn't a barrier is it you know it's it's it is what, what you make it, you know, on, on, on Saturday. I mean, in extra time, he was running faster and harder than anyone on the pitch. So for me, he's an incredible example for every player at this football club, for the young players coming into it. Um, immaculate pro, first class, um, and, a, and a fantastic player at that. So yeah, no, we're, 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 we're addressing that right now. Playing career, who was the best player you ever played with and who was your toughest opponent? And I'm going to ask a cheeky one who was the worst player you ever played with? <laughs> <laughs> don't know was. Best player was Gazza, absolutely without a doubt. And well, did player, I play? I was privileged to play with some incredible players. Um, but he, I, I, I believe I had the best year with him of his career. Um, 1991, when he just come back from the World Cup in Italy, um, just an incredible, incredible player, a genius. Um, sad to see him now, but I think you know he's looking a little bit better these days. But well, just everything. You know, people say to me, "Well, what, just, what was so good? Everything was so good. Two-footed, aggressive, good dribbler, best header I've ever seen in a ball." <laughs> Yeah, my choice twice. <laughs> Lucky to still be alive, I tell you. I ain't going to start telling stories of you all night. Um, and, and brilliant off the pitch. What a character. What a character. And uh, what a player. But, and a genius, genuine man. Um, so, yeah, no, he would be the best. Toughest opponent, um, I think might, people might raise a few eyebrows, was Gordon Strachan. He was 37 at the time. He was playing for Coventry. And he terrorised me. I I was in, well, I thought I was in my prime then at Spurs. Um, I managed to give away two penalties in the first half. (laughs) (laughs) How I lasted 90 minutes and not got brought off, I do not know. Um, And he was quite magnificent that night, or I was quite appallingly bad, but he he just took me in positions that I didn't, want to go as a fullback and he was just so clever. Um, and, and that, you know, we talk about Joby, it's that, you know, his thought process is ahead of a lot of put, well, most people on the pitch and uh, you can't buy that, can you? I still never got it. <laughs> <laughs> Worst player. <laughs> oh, no. Um, no, I didn't. That I don't make no work. bad signings. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to be horrible. But I, I play with all good, everyone. I, play. I think, listen, it's a privileged position to be a professional footballer. For me, that should never be abused. That should never be taken the grind off. So if you do make a professional footballer, you've got to be decent. I know we all moan and groan and we have the people we don't like. And, and, and that's, that's an opinion. But believe me... It's tough as well. Mentally, it's a, it's, a tough, it's a tough industry to be in. But anyone that makes it as a professional deserve to be a professional. They might only last one year. They may last for 17 years. But if you make it, for me, you, you play at a decent level. Dover in the trophy. Yeah. Is
0: it going to be your choice that we have a decision on the day, or would you be would you favour a replay if needed?
1: Yeah. Um, someone asked me earlier. Oh, I think I'd go for a replay this time, yeah. and that's no disrespect to Bogner, but I think getting closer to to the later stages, I think you'd want to give yourself a second chance. Maybe on the day you don't perform and you and you get a draw, but I think it's. I think both teams have to agree to the, to the one off or the extra time play, So I think we'll probably go for the replay this time. It would mean that we possibly played them three times in a month. I have to beat them three times in a month. <laughs> we won't I'll only be twice, then, because we won't have the replay, will we? <laughs> I'm
0: on the ball. <laughs> I'm gonna ask it and uh,
1: I might as well it's a fantasy question but can you take us to the championship I think there's an opportunity what was one penalty away how many years ago exactly yeah why not well done everything's achievable that's it well done Justin I'm not saying what year (laughs) hopefully before my hair goes to your color I'm only joking. I, uh, don't want to upset anyone. The first time I've been in here. But I have been invited back already. Uh,
0: Justin, we, we desperately need somebody else apart from McCauley Bond to score goals. Is Dan Holman the man? Yeah.
1: Yes. No, it's um, I think it's proven. I think you're always hope and, and, you, and you're convinced that your, your signings are the right ones. I believe he is. I think that there's and, and McCauley's a young boy. He's still learning his trade. You know, this is the most competitive consecutive games he's ever played in his career. So he's going to have little ups and downs and he's going to get in there and he's going to miss a few. Um, he's going to score a few. He's scored quite a few. But yeah, no, I think Dan Olman will certainly, between now and then in the season, uh, score, score some very important goals for this club. Unfortunately, not in a trophy, but, but in the league going forward, yeah no, I, I believe he, he, he will contribute and chip in with some some crucial goals going forward. I'm not on a fixed time, so don't, you ain't don't <laughs> got to keep me. <laughs> Just about Dan Ullman, um if he proves successful in the rest of the season, is there a chance to sign him full time? Yes, he's out of contract at Cheltenham, uh, I believe, at the end of the season. I think probably for his, he's not probably wanted there, or doesn't, the manager doesn't see him part of his plan. So, yeah, the reason being, I think, was to show Dan Leonor in, show him us what we we're about. As a club and as staff, and what players we have here, and, and for him to come and show us what he's about, and you know, if, if that goes to plan, then he'd be someone that we look to, to keep for next season. Well, I've looked at him on YouTube with the goals that he's. Oh, you've got that dodgy You <laughs> would <laughs> uh, That's it. Uh, on YouTube with the goals that he scored uh, over a period of seasons, and they're fantastic. He uses both feet, which is, you know, a, a bonus. So um, I can't understand why Cheltenham don't want him themselves. As you know, there's always something behind the scenes that we don't know about yeah. football clubs about players, isn't it? You you know that you know it's there's always something you don't really delve into it. Okay. I, well, I you know I've sort of spoke with him briefly, but it's not for public. No, that's fair. Managers that's fair. fall out of love with players, don't yeah. they? Yeah. Could be tomorrow. <laughs> <out of college. laughs>
0: Someone managed, uh, mentioned the goalkeeper in the uh, first half of your questions. He's been amazing. Um, he's not a spring chicken. No. What's he? What's he got in him? And what's his kind of prospects?
1: Well, <laughs> we've written him off. He's only 31. <laughs> well, I think that's really young. I don't know what anyone else thinks, but I think that's like a spring chicken to me. He's it's, it's a goalkeeper. Don't run. Just dives, he's got another 20 years in him at least. They do nothing to goalkeepers, do they? All they do is spit on their gloves. He ain't going to wear himself out of doing that, is he? No, I think short term, he, he was what we needed. And we spoke about that. Long term, I think it's one of the boys. But it's, it's for them to go and take that opportunity um, going forward. They've both got huge potential. Sarge and Grange have got big potential. Got an opportunity, um, but foreseeable. I see you know, young boy still doing a bit. I think a good goalkeeping option would be Scott Loach. He faced rightly for we don't think considerably well when he played against us in September. And I think the money that we pay for him could help to save their club. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Yeah, even not the 21s back in the day. I mean, See, soccer. how old is he? Um, 31. Oh, he's gone, he's finished. <laughs> Washed up. No, they just sit there. you <laughs> just say 21, you have got a chance. I think. I, I don't think we need to look outside of the football club, I honestly don't. I don't think it's a concern to me, short-term and long-term. I think we have the uh, personnel here going forward. Yeah.
0: Also, where do you see Charlie Lee
1: in your plans? Oh, a big part. Known Charlie for a long while. Um, big character, aggression. I think the club would have known that they missed him You know, in that, in that period where he didn't play. Um, you know, he's a, he's, he's a big character on and off the pitch. That's uh, yeah, huge, huge part to play for this football club going forward. Uh, you know, Charlie's trying to break all records of coming back from a cruciate ligament injury and he's driving the physios mad every day. Um, he's a pest, but we love him for that. And um, yeah, listen, I think we might even see him back before the end of the season. You know, so that that'd be good for him. That'd be good for him and, and for us. But yeah, huge part to play going forward. You wanna? Th- you ain't Scott Bowles' agent, are you? <laughs> are you working for Hartlepool? Are, are you drumming up consulting for it? Or, think about our club. Oh, well, we need money. Don't give it away, do we? <laughs> we have been there. Hi, Justin
0: Megan. Um,
1: do you have points, Tanny, that you're hoping to achieve this season, bearing in mind where we currently are? Um, no, no, I, I don't. I will will next year. I will set targets. Um, I think we just blocked it out of games of, of, of asking the players realistically their, their targets, their, their points return for, for, for the sort of short period of games. Um, I mean, listen, 69-71 probably will get you into the playoffs, so I maybe have something in my head, but I don't want to do it away. Right. But yeah, that would be nice to get to that, wouldn't it? There's the points to do it. It's a real long shot, but I can feel something getting going here. And if we could really spark it, then who knows? But let's enjoy it, see where it takes us. Uh, midfield in full, sir, have you have you got him now then or as I wasn't sure whether the guy from Norwich was there or you're looking to bring someone else in? No, I, I think I think what I felt you know I was asked that question I think after my first game. Yeah. Alex Lawless didn't plan that game and I think you know, sometimes until you work with someone I, I've come up against Alex on a lot of occasions and I just thought he was alright, but I worked and I think he's excellent. And I think, perhaps not the enforcer, but he's, he's a very clever central midfield player. Um, and he's been excellent. But yeah, no, I do see Abu Adams as, as that, that enforcer. He's enough. You know, we've got to improve him on the ball, but that's why he's here. That's why Norwich has sent him to, to improve. But you know, I see him as that aggressive steel midfielder that you know, we, we might need going forward between now and end of the season.
0: More of a statement than a comment, but are you as, are you as impressed about having to do Hartley on a Tuesday night as we are?
1: Am I being told off for winning Saturday's game? <laughs> no, I, I could think of a shorter distance to go on a Tuesday, couldn't you? Yeah. Um, Listen, if, when we win the trophy we look back and we think that was good, but no, the hardly It's it's a long it one. A th- for the next day, or? Uh, it will have to be a midweek because there's no. Oh, when to, it. If you can write that down, I'll try and request that with Martin. And <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Let's see what I can do. <laughs>
0: Anyone who wants any train tickets for Hartley
1: Park? Oh, no. Then send them my way. How many have you got? Three. Can <laughs> <laughs>
0: we look at the raffle prizes? Raffle? I could sell some raffle tickets. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't you don't,
1: don't, don't tell them the prize hay? though, will you? <laughs> like
0: they love me on a Saturday. I'm the raffle queen on
1: Saturday. There you Saturday. go. Just, me, yeah. just put them in an envelope <laughs> and say they're so surprises. Yeah. <laughs> some wives might want to put their husbands on that show. <laughs> <laughs> See how i worded that? Yeah. Wives <laughs> For no.
0: <laughs> Have any league clubs come in for any of our players during this window? Uh, yes or no? Pass.
1: That means yes then. Yes. Pass. <laughs> Don't
0: answer. Uh, have a go at the players about the habits the one thing I love Dave Booney but he drives you mad at times where he seems to go he goes down a hell of a lot very easy and he, he the referees are not falling for it now like you said <laughs> every now and then he get you a penalty but there are times where he's got a good chance and he, he prefers to go down not just Dave Booney but no. with players with bad habits yeah
1: like, mm. they all drive me mad don't know about that every day but not you try and eradicate the bad ones. I mean, Moons or anyone on a pitch would only be trying if they felt was the right thing to go down or get a free kick or gain advantage for for the team. Um, yeah,
0: I know he's doing it the right reasons. Yeah. But if he keeps doing it in the game, I right, tell you, I tell you,
1: no, <laughs> Yes, he'll have to train tickets, to send him up there, you're going to have a bucket collection on the way or something. Oh, okay. Are you allowed to go? It's a school night, now. Yeah? <laughs> um, um, a
0: few clubs in this league um, have linked up with Premier League clubs like Borougham with Arsenal or shot with Chelsea. Do you think we could link with a club like Tottenham or Arsenal and obviously we can fix a pitch problem with them paying for the um, pitch? And also stuff like annual friendies and availability for loan players.
1: Well, it was Spurs here, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 I mean, obviously, I think they're at Stevenage now. That that would I know that Martin and myself spoke about it because Martin was manager here when when the link was um, in place. And obviously, you were guaranteed the first team here as a pre-season friend, which you know generated huge revenue. Um, but yeah, that, that that for me would be good because you you know the links of the players the, the potential of the, the prestige friendly and obviously you know the, the the finances they would put into the pitch to make it you know even better but yeah no it's it's something that we certainly would pursue if, if the possibilities were, were come down <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Am I done? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much. That all